to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Each week, Chris and Mario welcome current NFL stars and discuss the biggest news from around the football world. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going, buddy? I am pretty good, man. How about you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, it's been uh, it's been an interesting last hour or so, but uh, but doing well, <laughs> feeling good. How uh, I, this is what everyone's waiting to know, sir. How'd you do last week? So with uh with with us not having three games to to allow me to win you some money, um, mm-hmm. three wins likely. I went mm-hmm. eight and five, so I'm still okay. strong record. Um, the upsets are getting me. I'm not I'm not foreseeing the upsets. So I'm going to reconcile that this week. Uh, what was what was the bad loss last week? What was the one where you're like, "Damn, dude, I was I was sure that Blank was going to win, or at least cover." I'm going to look at this schedule because what stands out in my mind may not be it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I'll tell you think, why. You, oh, go go go. Oh, I'm saying while you're looking, I will tell you that the one from last week's schedule that ironically was just played last night that really got me. I thought Bills were going to walk over the Titans, and Titans just dominated that game. I did. So, I mean, that would have been an L for me for sure because I was definitely on the Bills' side. So I don't know what got into the Titans. I mean, Tannehill told us what got into the Titans. Mm -hmm. The disrespect from you and I, apparently. But I think um, I would have figured the same thing. I didn't think the Texans, the the switch of the coaching staff and that midweek stuff, I didn't think they bounced back. In that way, that was when I was like, for sure. And I mean, clearly, we all thought the Chiefs were going to beat the Raiders. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think you even really take a loss for that one. That's just an act of God kind of game. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> all right. Well, I've got Bovada Sportsbook open in front of me, and uh, let's dig into this week's lines. Got some interesting games. We've got some games that we'll see if they're going to be played. A lot of college games, by the way, that we'll we'll see if they're going to be played. Florida and LSU. Already got taken off of the schedule this week, despite the fact that Governor DeSantis in Florida thinks it's okay to have full capacity in stadiums, and then 21 members of the Florida Gators tested positive. So I scary. like what you're thinking is there, sir. <laughs> and uh, while uh, while you and I were talking today, it came out that Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, has tested positive, and wow. uh, so it makes me makes me wonder if Alabama will be playing this weekend. I can't imagine they will be, but I've been wrong before with people just sort of rushing to get games in. Um, the NFL also put in a new policy this week. I'm not sure if you saw that. Uh, much more stringent policy that everyone... I don't, I don't know how they necessarily uh, they categorize this, but everyone who is around someone, in close proximity to someone who tests positive, has to be quarantined for five days. So regardless of positive or negative tests for, for the individual who are around the positive individual... So, like, in the case of uh, the Cam Newton thing a couple of weeks ago, not only would Cam have been out, but everybody on that offense who was in proximity to him would also have to quarantine five days and would be out. So the NFL finally taking things a little more seriously. But does that mean – how? my thing is how, how quickly are rosters refilling – with that mm. being said, you know, how quickly is there a plan in the background? Is, are, are coaches just ready to sign guys? I don't know, because if they're not, then the NFL is kind of saying in a roundabout way that 
more postponements and maybe a cancellation is on the way? Yeah. At some point, there's games are going to get canceled. I just don't see any way around that. The other day, Goodell basically backtracked a little bit and said, hey, uh, yeah, maybe we would be willing to play makeup games in a week 18 situation. But uh, then he sort of redoubled back to where he was originally and said, oh, but no, don't get me wrong. The plan is to play all the games in 17 weeks. Now, we're going to get to a certain point in the season where it's just impossible for everybody to play every game if the wrong circumstances come up. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, at some point, it's going to be the wrong player at the wrong Mm -hmm. time on the wrong team. And by wrong, I mean just too important. Um, And there's going to be a big Cam Newton's pretty important. Yeah, I was surprised that that wasn't the, the actual, you know, implosion of you know like if if that didn't get games canceled then i don't know i think it would have to be you know really more starting quarterbacks um coming out or a player that already has almost a voice out uh outside of the game or or off the field that would put you know create a wave of of discourse or something something that that is bigger quote unquote than football I think it's basically got to be a room. I think it's got to be, okay, you know, we have six guys in the wide receiver room, five of them tested positive. It's got to be something like that, I think. Yeah. Because no, it's yeah. just going to be impossible to fill fill those holes at that point. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> Are there five guys in there right. that you can sign right now that will be ready to play a game in three days? That's... Ugh. Okay, for the record... My first three calls, Antonio Brown, Ocho, and Terrell Owens. Like, <laughs> that's my well, that's right. my receiving core for that weekend. One weekend only attraction, but that's my receiving core for this weekend. I guarantee you people are watching that game. Yeah. No, I would. I'm tuning in. I am tuning in. It'll be like What is or or look for, like it's gonna be an option opportunity for like redemption for like these big draft busts. Like <laughs> yeah. what what is Charlie Rogers doing right now? Maybe right. we don't wanna know we don't wanna know what Charlie Rogers is doing right now, quite frankly. But um yeah, what what's he doing? What's Mike Williams up to? Exactly. Um, we could that would be fun. That would actually be fun for me. It, it, somehow these those two guys who should have been bookend superstars playing next to each other at wide receiver for the lions come back 15 years later and make an impact yeah like three catches a piece whoa that's a whoa, 30 that's production? a 30 for 30 yeah <laughs> i'm i'm up for that I, in fact i want to see this happen now i'm not rooting for anybody to get sick but if they do charlie rogers and mike williams are your first call we have the plan. Uh, let's <laughs> we have the plan the uh let's get to this uh we saw what happened when the Houston Texans played without their coach? This team, the Atlanta Falcons, will also be playing their first game after their coach was fired. Uh, Atlanta fired not just Dan Quinn, but also GM Thomas Dimitrov this past week. I was surprised by Dimitrov. They mm-hmm. had to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings, and Bavada has the Vikings minus four. Yeah, the Vikings have to figure out what they want to be um, now that uh, <laughs> they have no running game. And it's mm-hmm. going to be pretty tough. Uh, for them to keep up, I think this is where the Falcons get one of those gimme games um, while Minnesota figures that out. I don't think that it's a blowout by any means. I don't think Minnesota sputters too much, but um, Atlanta can at least uh, get the ball in the air and, and score some points. Uh, and I also love Raheem Morris, the interim coach, and that's mm-hmm. a guy that can stabilize you for a couple of weeks and might make you know present some false hope there, but give me the Falcons here. 
Yeah, Morris is the right kind of coach to take over midseason. A much better choice than Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator. He's Morris is a motivator. His players love him. That I can see this happening. And you, there is that weird effect. That first week after a team has a big loss, they tend to play a little above their heads. And I think you might be right. I think this might be a, a Falcons win outright. So that money line at plus 175 at Bavada looks really appealing yeah. there. I'll tell you what does not look appealing is uh, this next matchup, my friend. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens head to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Bavada has the Eagles plus eight at home. Yeah, so weren't quite ready for the Steelers. Really won't uh, be ready. <laughs> Travis really? Fulgham, baby. Travis Fulgham. <laughs> Which is a is a is an indictment on the Lions uh talent evaluation and stuff too. So uh good good way to get a shot on them as well. But <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens are ready. Um and I I mean, obviously they were playing the Bengals, but the Bengals coming off a win. You never know how that could look uh inside the the division and the Ravens were ready and I think they continue to to continue to play good ball. Um the running game um, is is still by committee, but I think the that it's actually what's keeping them together and keeping uh, the the turnovers from being you know turning the game turning the game around. Mm. So give me the Ravens here, you guys. <sighs> Carson Wentz might be done, man. Oh, Car- Carson Carson's done. You know, he, I've I've seen glimmers of improvement over the last couple of weeks and. Again, it's worth pointing out that his number one receiver was Travis Fulgham last week. <laughs> uh, and and Fulgham got 10 for 153 in a touchdown. So, um, I'm not sure if he's got a touchdown. Touchdown the week before. But mm-hmm. 10 for 153 at least. I'm pretty sure he scored a touchdown. Like, Do I believe we're going to get 10 from 153 from, uh, from good old Trav this week against maybe the best defensive backfield in football? I do not. But <laughs> it's also looking like he might have some help in that uh, in that offense. Both Deshaun Jackson and, and Alshon are trending towards playing this week. So, you know, that's at least interesting. And if for all of the the misses we've had at wide receiver, uh, let's talking about that disaster of a football game last week when Chase Claypool scored four touchdowns. I mm. saw a fun stat that in that game, Chase Claypool's four touchdowns were double that scored by the last six wide receivers the Eagles have drafted in their career. So that's not a fun stat for the Eagles, nope. but uh, but good for Claypool. And uh, yeah, I, it's, at least there's going to be weapons this week. Is my point? No offensive line, but weapons. We'll see. I, I how, long watch do, how long do play. they play? How long do they play, they stay in this game? I'm just oh, scared. Oh well, Alsh- Alshon's a fighter. Alshon's a fighter. Deshaun's going to play two series. <laughs> but but I, the one thing I would like, I have a lot of criticisms of Alshon Jeffrey. They they do not include him not being a tough guy. He played the entire season with uh, a torn a torn labrum last year or the year mm-hmm. before. He's a fighter. Uh, how effective he'll be is another question. But I can't imagine he's not going to be better than JJ Ortega Whiteside. So mm-hmm. call that a step up. We'll see what happens. I hope this team finishes with one win. Uh, <laughs> I want that. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I, I guess you have to take Trevor Lawrence in that situation. I could live with that. Right. I don't know that it fixes any problems is the issue. The uh, Chicago Bears head to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Bavada has the Panthers minus two. Bravo to the Chicago Bears team. Sir. Uh, 
this, but you face the Tom Brady that's not the Tom Brady we're accustomed to, but a good win nonetheless. Um, maybe it took all it had out of you, uh, but really <laughs> defensively to not um, to not really back down um, and to and to not look so uh, bend but but don't break. Um, even even without you know their best D lineman, I think um, I think they're they're pretty they're looking pretty good, and I have to think that they're going to continue that against the Panthers. It's hard to go against the Panthers right now with how steady this offense has looked. Um, I think uh, there's only one more week without their guy, even though he hasn't practiced mm-hmm. yet. So I don't know what that really means. Um, and I think at some point someone's going to get the blueprint on, okay, these are the adjustments you have to make. Uh, I think right now the way the Bears are playing, especially with uh, these young, this young secondary flying around, that uh, it'll be pretty difficult. And I, I'll give, give the Bears this win. Nick Foles is a Tom Brady killer. That's just all it is to it. He is the kryptonite to Tom Brady's Superman. It's and it's magical for me to see as a Philadelphia Eagles fan. The uh, the Cincinnati Bengals traveled to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has the Colts minus eight. Oh, man, these Colts, these these tricky tricky Colts. They're yeah as good as they need to be until they really really need to be. Um, but r- really really big win by the Browns. So. I won't put that out on them. Uh, the the AFC North won't get two wins against them in a row. Uh, as good as the Bengals have been, I think uh, last week was a reminder of how far they have to go. And I don't know how much longer uh, Burrow can just get up <laughs> and, and be ready <laughs> to true. play the next snap. And maybe, you know, we start to see some fatigue and, and, and his body starting to respond to that. So give me the Colts here who can, can be as steady as possible that without an explosive uh, passing game. Let me let's talk about that passing game. Let me ask you: Does Philip Rivers feel like the wrong style of quarterback for this offense? Because I can't get that out of my head. It doesn't look good. At all. It's also not really working. I mean, is it Ty Hilton's fault or is it mm-hmm. the fact that he the guy that's getting the ball can't get over the top? Ty doesn't look the same. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, no, he might be done. He might yeah. be done. Unfortunately, yeah, he doesn't look the same. But he's not getting any help. So. I, I agree with you there that I think right now the Philip Rivers fit in terms of his style of play. He might be great, you know, in the film room. He might be a great motivator, but it, style of play in the offense just isn't isn't working out, and it's not consistent for for putting points on the board. Yeah, I feel like that team needs a game manager, like a high end game manager quarterback for that for that uh, to click properly. And uh, yeah, it's. It's not Rivers. Let's let's move on. The Cleveland Browns, fresh off of that win over the Indianapolis Colts, the four and one Cleveland Browns head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers minus three and a half. I mean the the wide receiver factory that is oh <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, training camps, you know, off season program, whatever. Uh, it's hard to argue against, but I'm really um, I'm really really impressed by what this Browns team is doing, not just because they're scoring points, not just because they're closing out games, but because uh, it's steady, uh, it's it's stable, it's not um, high, a, a lot of highs and lows. Uh, you know, to get, get through that Dallas hump, um, and I think that mm-hmm. reverse by Odell is a meaningful thing, um, and, and probably the, mm-hmm. the flag in the, in the ground towards uh, being a stabilized team, and I think they bring that into Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh, as as ready as they usually are, um, may not be ready for the division rival to to put up this much of a fight. And I think they surprise them with the uh, Browns win. 
Would you be surprised if that uh, that reverse by Odell was the uh, the fundamental reversing of action of the uh, the Cleveland Browns turning into a legitimate football team? I think it's the play. In, in my head, it sounded to. better. In my head, it sounded better. <laughs> I mean, the, the the I could see where the headline's going there. It's the one one more one more um, pitch to the editor. I think. Yeah, I need I need one more pass on that. Maybe I'll, I'll work on it in post. Let's. Uh, I tell you, I had the uh, I took the Browns money line on Bavada last week, the outright win, and uh, that was a that was a nice little victory for me this week. A little Brilliant. later, I've got my uh, got my money line play of the week. That I'll throw out after you've made your picks. Great. But uh, we'll see if we agree. The Denver Broncos head to New England to take on the New England Patriots. Cam Newton will be back at practice tomorrow and should play this weekend. Bavada has the Patriots minus 10. Yeah, Cam Newton returning equals uh, Patriots win. I I really can't stress that enough. I think Bill Belichick knows how to make the best out of a bad situation. Not having your quarterback is your star quarterback who's who changes the way the offense is run is basically mm-hmm. a forfeit when you don't get to have them. Uh, so <laughs> I think they're, you know, all the things, the learnings that, that they've gotten from not having them in the lineup, especially who to put back there next to them, you know, uh, between um, uh, White and, and uh, uh, Michelle. Michelle. So now, you know, I think Michelle gets a little bit more time and um and Cam's gonna be ready and this offense is gonna be ready and give them a win over the, the Broncos. Yeah, their star quarterback who they signed at the tail end of the offseason because nobody else wanted him. Yeah. What a just <laughs> dumb situation. Like talk about overthinking things on behalf of NFL teams. Like, oh yeah, do we want Cam Newton cheap? Uh yeah, that's probably a good move. <laughs> right. I'm telling you. We could have done that millions of times. And let's talk about your Detroit Lions. They had the Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is interesting because you're playing in Florida, so this could be a full-capacity stadium for your game this weekend <laughs> for the first time uh, that you're going to see it this year. For, be the first time that we've seen it in NFL games at all this year. Uh, I believe the – who else? The, uh, the 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 Bucks are also home this week. The uh, Jaguars plus three-and-a-half in potentially a full stadium at Bavada. How do you feel about it? Uh, I mean, so I found this really strange stat that Matt Stafford has never – the Jaguars are one of the few teams, I think one of the two teams, that he's never thrown a touchdown against. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's really strange and disappointing, and I, that changes. <laughs> um, and I actually do think the Lions, um, coming off a of bye week, get a win. Uh, it, it, it may not be the prettiest win, but it for sure won't be the ugliest win. Um, having Galladay in the lineup another week to to be healthy – um, another week to get on the same page, I think, means uh, the world to Matt Stafford, who um, has been cleaning up his game uh, and looks to continue to do so. I think uh, man coverage, as far as the Lions defensively, uh, their man coverage works well uh, in this scenario. And um, I don't know. I think I think the Jaguars may be coming down to earth. Um, and, mm-hmm. and having a bunch of <laughs> fans in the stands in Florida may actually shock both teams into not playing yeah. their best game. So um, I'll take the Lions here. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We had one of these crazy off-seasons with all of the high-level quarterbacks available this year. We're going to see it again next year. You know, I think Cam's going to be available again. I, you're going to have Matt Stafford probably available. Matt Ryan's going to be available. There's going to be quite a few quarterbacks looking for uh, for a place to play in 2021. It's going to be interesting to see who gets left out just like this season. 
mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Not so much for them, but uh, as a fan, it's interesting. A team that's definitely not going to be looking for a quarterback, the Houston Texans, has the Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans, who get what? Four days rest. <laughs> the Titans minus three at home at Bavada. Yeah, I mean, how can you be ready for this game if you're Tennessee? Um, I mean, I mean, also, I don't think everyone's um, not positive. I mean, I don't think everyone's negative. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's just it's just Agreed. starting to scare me. And one thing that I think we'll see um, this game being a major um, a teller, a tell-all for, is that the effects of COVID on the uh, just the natural body to recover. You know, the beating that it's going to mm-hmm. take. In recovering from from that, along with just recovering, I think we're going to see a bunch of injuries. I think this won't be pretty, um, but I think if both teams are not playing at optimum, that Tennessee uh, has the best uh, opportunity with, dare I say, running the ball <laughs> with <laughs> with the top paid rusher in, in football, and that's kind of working out right now. Um, so give me Tennessee. All right, I, I'm fascinated to get this uh, this take from you. Yesterday, Derrick Henry, 19 carries, 57 yards. It's three points a clip, uh, three yards a clip, but he does score twice, and he has that highlight for the, for the ages stiff arm <laughs> on Josh Norman. Is 19 for 57 with two touchdowns a good game or a bad game for a running back? I mean, it's, it's going to be hard for me to ever turn off my uh, running, day, running back era, you know, lens on evaluation – but I think a be- the best way to answer this is I think that is what they're paying them for. You know, mm. points, impact, you know, steady, and I think physically wearing down the defense, you know, enough carries, turn it into points, that's what they're paying them for. And if that's what they're paying them for, then fine, good game. Uh, <laughs> it won't get them the money twice. <laughs> I can say right. that much, though. So ignore the yards per carry with Derrick Henry is what you're saying and just look at the uh, the, the points column. The points and the carries, that's all. Don't all right. The yards per carry won't be it. Fair enough. The two worst teams of the four horrible NFC East teams <laughs> match up, whereas the Washington football team has New York to take on the New York football Giants. Bavada has the Giants minus two and a half. Yeah, this one's a hard one to pick because the Washington football team ha- flashes. The Giants don't, but, mm-hmm. but the Giants could and should. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just don't understand... That um, so actually, I'm just gonna go with the eye test and what I've seen from both teams. I think Washington football team squeaks by the Giants. Um, give me Washington here. I think it's interesting that Kyle Allen goes down. They bring, uh, they bring. God, oh my God, help me. Uh, the oh, um, Alex Smith. They bring Alex yes, Smith yes. into the game. <laughs> Apologies, to Alex Smith. Jesus. The, I'm terrified for him. He plays yeah. pretty well, and then they're immediately like, "No, no, no, no! This is this is Kyle Allen's team. Let's not get let's not get that twisted." Yeah, don't, it, it, and thankfully so because yeah. the more snaps, but this is tanks. This is Tank City, man. This is a for tank sure. job. Clean house. See who sticks. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of a more organized, um, well, Dolphins um, approach. <laughs> I mean the. When the Dolphins came out with their tanking, it was such a bad, a bad way to do it that that guys caught on. And but, I mean, mm-hmm. but some guys ended up fighting and, and and improving. And I think that's what we might see and we'll see from this Washington team is who's worth keeping, who's gonna fit the regime. Uh, but really, 
you know, look look next to the guy, look to the guy next to you because he likely won't be here. Let's talk about those Miami Dolphins. The New York Jets head to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins in another game that could have full capacity crowd in the stands. Man, this line has to do more with the Jets than it does the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are minus nine and a half at Bavada. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the Jets a little bit lighter, what, 220 pounds lighter this week? Mm. Um, Conservatively, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. He posted a picture where he didn't look like the picture could be of him at any time, but he posted a picture <laughs> yeah. of him not looking that bad. He was 15. <laughs> Um, I mean, the Jets are just Adam Gase said in, in, in regards to this Le'Veon Bell releasing is is that it, it is irrelevant whether we used him incorrectly. And I get where he's going as a coach. Like he's not on our team. We're not thinking about Le'Veon Bell. But mm. the the ignorance of of that being the the surmising the inner the, the time Le'Veon Bell's time is is irrelevant um, just shows you where Adam Gase is at with this club and the connection he has with these players. And there's no way that they're going to be able to go anywhere uh, and get them to play their all outside of, you know, anyone's personal interest, which as as professional athletes, they do and don't want to get embarrassed. But man, this team is gone and lost and they who winning the game is going to be hard to come by. Yeah. My goodness. The jets are bad. You talked about the, the dolphins tank job being an obvious one. This jets team, like, there might not be there might not be another game when they're competitive, let alone a game when they have a legitimate chance of winning. Agreed. I think I think comp- competition and competitive nature is actually being thrown out the door. The stand like don't expect us to 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 be a part of like competing <laughs> against the team. Don't even expect yeah. it, and don't ask us in in interviews. We'll we'll just be snarky with you. Right. Yeah, no, of course of course we're not trying. Don't worry about it. We'll see you next year. Trevor Lawrence jerseys. Everybody excited, guys? The Green Bay Packers head to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gronk finally gets people in the stands. Bavada has the Bucks plus one. This is the game I think you see Tom Brady play his best. Uh, the Buccaneers offense play their best. Um, and the Packers are gonna are gonna also play good football. And again, I think the Buccaneers take a loss, and we're all gonna be scratching our heads saying, "What is the end game for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team?" Um, yeah. Overlooking the fact that the Packers are sneakily uh, very good with what they have, uh, and are, and are finding good. a way. Yeah, finding a way to be super efficient. Um, and again, that that'll fly under the radar here. But give me the Packers. Yeah, Packers and the Seahawks look like the teams in the NFC to me right now. That's mm-hmm. uh, they're. Aaron Rodgers, man, as if that guy needed anything else. It just seems like he's on a whole other level as a giant fuck you to everybody who drafted Jordan Love in the first round. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's great. I think it may be, just maybe, (laughs) like, you know your quarterback so well that it's actually worth, like, we'll take the quarterback way earlier than we should to get a couple more years out of Aaron Rodgers. Look, if that was the end game, bravo. I don't think it was. But if it was, all the credit in the world to those people for making a ballsy pick. The Los Angeles Rams head to San Francisco to take on maybe the most disappointing disappointing, disappointing team in football this season. The San Francisco 49ers. Bavada has the 49ers plus three and a half at home. Who this Niners team. Who are you? Who are you? 
Mm-hmm. Um, give me the Rams here, who've just been as consistent as, as they need to be. Um, hard, <laughs> very, very hard to run on this team. Uh, and it's, the Niners are going to need that uh, to balance out whatever the heck is going on there. Um, but it won't matter. Give me the Rams here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but our next game, both of these teams coming off of losses, the Kansas City Chiefs had to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Bavada has the Bills plus three and a half. The, this is the time where a loss, uh, the quarterback, the starting quarterback of the team that loses will actually uh, gain traction in MV, MVP voting um, mm. <laughs> in this game. I think uh, that the Chiefs win. I think it's going to be a, a great game to watch. I think Josh Allen will do some things. Um, and, and seeing it uh, across the, the line from Patrick Mahomes will, will continue to, to, to gain awareness, this Monday night awareness of what Josh Allen is doing um, outside of what they saw <laughs> a couple of days ago. Uh, and uh, I think the Chiefs win, but Josh Allen uh, has, a, has a good game relative to his game. All right. And the Arizona Cardinals head to Dallas to take on Andrew Dalton and those Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys plus two. Woo! The Cardinals yeah. look... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Cardinals look sharp. The Cowboys, is it going to be... Um, Who's it going to be? Uh, Jeez. The Redhead? Is that his yeah, it's, An- it's Andy Dalton. Yeah. yeah. Of course it's Andy <laughs> Dalton. And, and he's going to play really well. Yeah, he's an, he's no, an Eagles fan. No, there's, there's, there's no, yeah, there's none of that stuff here. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm predicting, all right, I'm predicting, for the record, I, I mentioned this earlier, I get this out of the way, Cowboys money line is my pick of the week. I think not only are they going to cover, they're going to win outright, and I think they're going to win wow. by about eight points. Andy Dalton's going to throw for at least 320 yards and three touchdowns. This, these wow. are my picks for the week. Where are we going with this, my friend? No, I get where you're. I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. Um, this is actually where Andy Dalton shines. This moment is where Andy Dalton shines, and this Cowboys team is in position and was starting to gain position of of understanding what it wanted to do on offense. Um, Zeke still not as explosive as it used to be, but running super consistently. Ceedee Lamb um, is is a go to guy. Oh yeah, uh, Gallup is is winning over the top. Um, just some good pieces, man. Some good pieces, and I think Andy Dalton Dalton uh, may take advantage. But I'm still on the Cardinals train just because um, they can score with with a lot of you. And the way that um, this Cowboys defense has been exposed is perfect uh, for what uh, Arizona wants to do. Can the Cowboys keep up with Andy Dalton? I don't think so. So give me the Cardinals here. Well, the I will say Bavada has the over under at fifty five, and that is a that is an easy over for me because mm-hmm. this is going to be mm-hmm. this is going to be a shootout. But it just feels like one of those games where, like, you know, when when teams suffer losses, be it coaches or important players, they tend to they tend to play up a little bit that next game. I think we're going to get that from the Cowboys this week. I think they're going to get their uh, what third win of the season, three and three actually doesn't sound that terrible for how they started. And uh, yeah, I, I fully expect Cowboys money line. Put it in the bank. You're it's a safe bet. I am personally <laughs> showing absolutely nothing, but I do feel good about it. And that's, that's where I am. With that said, they're going to come back to earth afterwards. But I do think big win over kind of an inconsistent Cardinals team this week. Yeah, inconsistent. But I'm 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 there with you. I like your reasoning. I'm not going with the Cowboys, but I respect your reasoning. I really do. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.